0: Uh, welcome back to Funny Books and Firewater Podcast. We're a drinking podcast. We're the comic book problem. <laughs> shit the shit
1: out of it. I did this for Brian. We have won. Yay! For this fucking book.
2: Um <clears throat> but the question becomes if you're not the target demographic, was it still done well? Because you can say this isn't my jam, but it was done well. See
1: the problem you can say- though that I have with that, and this is something I ran into with the issue last week, is that I um if I'm not into like the thing, like the the genre or whatever, I tend to just sit there and go. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't, I don't know. I am not the target demographic. And when I told Sasquatch, I was like, this book was weird. And he goes, well, he, and because he forgot that we like record so far in advance, much in advance. That I told him about all of the April books and he was like, well, you picked this one, didn't you? And I was like, no, no, (laughs) I did not pick this one.
0: I kind of picked the genre. I just didn't pick the books.
1: Yeah. I was like, I I was like, but I pick, I'm like, I'm waiting for April to come around. And that's when the fun books for me hit. And he was (laughs) like, okay. But I was like, it's not bad. Like this wasn't bad per se. Um <clears throat> there were still dogs. Be- I mean, we'll get into it, but like I um will be very excited when this month is completed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're gonna hate May when we do Benji month, which is all about being mean to dogs.
1: No, I won't be on it. I, I refuse, I boycott. Oh, I won't do <laughs> no, it. Oh look at that! I've got a collage.
2: Thank you. Can you say hello to these peeps? Hi, Hi. Hi, Ari. Hi. You did a project for me. Is it a masterpiece?
3: Yeah, (laughs) I'm. It's lots of paper and tissue.
2: You did. I love it. All right. Can I keep (laughs) talking with my friends? Are you gonna go back upstairs? Yeah. All right. Great. Not gonna lie, she's pretty great.
1: Uh, yes. <laughs> well, it's good that you think so, Todd. <laughs> it's to be a
2: little worried that well, you didn't. It, so. it'd be
1: tough. You
2: know, it's a few things. Like, here's here comes Dad. Confession time. I like her more than I thought I would.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's always a good thing.
2: <clears throat> it is a good thing, and she's more fun at a younger age than I expected. But it was also something that I was ready. for. This wasn't something thrust upon me. It was something we sought out. Yeah. So it's all about expectations going in and being open to being pleasantly surprised. But <laughs> I also compared her to a bunch of others for a uh, fair quality egg. She's pretty awesome. Well, yeah. I'm
0: glad that worked out for you because it didn't work out for my marriage. So. <laughs>
2: So it's right. I hear you there. And it's it's a luck of the draw. But and when I say fair quality, I literally. So, hey, everyone, I don't know if it's in or not. We did a bunch of rounds of IVF and they rate all of the eggs or the embryos. And they give you a daily report is you started out at 15 and nine were good, three were fair, two were bad at all embryos. And the next day they go, it's now four good ones and one fair and the bads are gone. And it goes on. And she was our very last embryo we had. And she was just deemed fair quality so if you ever hear me go it's like not bad for a fair quality egg she's literally <laughs> classified as a fair quality egg. what do they what did they do with the
0: abby one abby Ab- normal abby normal
2: they, they didn't make the cut so all right but not your jam so i i guess so like what's not my jam i mean the most guy-centric chick flick out there just might be um no it's julia roberts and what's this? pretty Nottingham. oh not even you know, that's a chick flick, but that's the most guyish chick flick that I kind of am aware of. But I'm not a chick flick fan. And yet I can still, if I'm being sat through and I can say, I like Notting Hill. I can see this one was done well. This one was not. P.S. I Love You is a gun to my mouth while, you know, something else is not so much that way. Or is he going to go, it's chick flicks, not for me.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm definitely more of a, uh, this was not my jam and this was not... All right. I, just you know what it is, I, I can't. I can't separate myself. And I think the reason behind it is if I, it, there are plenty of things that, um, like, I am not really into action movies, not because I think that they're, they can be poorly done. Well, they but are, Because, so. <laughs> well, they can't be the greatest. But the thing is, is that, like, there are, like, I, um, I have really bad anxiety and I can't do the like, I, and I'm, I think a little too empathetic because I just start feeling what the care So they could be doing a good job with it, but because they're uh-huh. doing a good job, I can't watch it. Like the movie, the Martian with uh-huh. Matt Damon, I've watched uh-huh. it one time. I will never watch it again. I think it th- it is, I guess, objectively a good movie because they <laughs> wanted me to feel something from watching it. But mm-hmm. um, I hated it. Yeah. I hated it because I did not like how I felt watching it. And um, and what I've come to find is those are the movies that I can sit there and say objectively, like it did what I think they were trying to do. But I think with things like this and like most fantasy stuff, I can't separate myself from it because I haven't, I don't think I've actually read anything that is a fantasy or seen anything extreme into that kind of like deep fantasy world that I've ever actually saw done extremely well um, to which I now. could sit there and be like, okay. So,
0: I mean, I would, I would counter with Harry Potter,
1: but Harry Potter still lives in somewhat of a world of realism. Right. Cause it's like, they live in the realm of like, there are still muggles and there are still non magical people that they can't uh-huh. just like show themselves into that world. Um, until the sixth book <laughs> well yes but at that point you're already but again it's also not re- like harry potter's main focus isn't this fantastical. like yes there is a fantastical world about it but the main the premise of it is uh, a kid coming of age with power that he didn't ask for right like that so sure. I get it, and I guess you could say that there's a there's a central story in this too. Um, I think the penis kind of got caught me off guard to the point that I was like, I'm now pulled out of this completely.
0: <laughs> and see, for me, it was the ball sack. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the ball sack. Like,
0: so that reminds me of so my my mom was pregnant with my little brother Joel and they were doing the ultrasound and they're like hey you know like before they started doing it they're like do you want to know the the gender of the baby and they're like no no you want to be surprised when baby's born <laughs> in the middle of the ultrasound the doctor goes damn look at that scrotum. <laughs> <laughs> so the 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 sex of the baby was was spoiled at that point in time
1: yeah (laughs) i would hope so
0: So, Lena, talking about you know you you mentioned anxiety and this and that with movies uh so i i take the martian i see the martian i raise you gravity
1: i won't watch it okay
0: because gravity is one of those ones like even watching the trailers gave me like yeah like Mm -mm. hands Mm -mm. and i don't do that Mm -mm. now that being said that movie was the best movie of the year it came out so that's one i think you should try to watch and you can objectively say it's an excellent movie
1: (laughs) and 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 I'm sure it is good. I think there are plenty of movies and pieces of art out there that I think are can be seen as objectively good. I just I think that when I have a visceral reaction, I can have that. When I just don't feel anything, I'm just kind of like, this wasn't my jam. This wasn't anything special. And maybe that's me saying objectively that I didn't think they did a good job. Maybe that's what it is too. What, I don't know. I just what I just
2: heard is for your birthday, I'm gonna send you a mural of Guernica. I don't know what that
1: is. So
2: too deep okay. of a cut,
0: even for me. I don't know. That's okay.
2: We're oh. gonna send
1: we're,
0: we're gonna send Brian the excited cut of some kind of monster. So <laughs>
3: Why? It's it's on Netflix. Is it? I never yeah. At least It was on something streaming recently. Yeah, I, I, Brian I, made you...
1: me watch it, and I've never seen a bunch of grown men act like sixteen-year-old girls in my fucking in life.
0: life.
3: You obviously haven't worked with a lot of musicians professionally.
1: No. Yeah,
3: no. You're
2: probably right. That that that. My heart
1: unfortunately... goes sad
2: about Guernica because my art history minor part of me goes, oh. <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, so random fun thought. I, we're talking about movies and stuff. So, Lana, remember that movie <laughs> Brainwashed? Yes. Yeah. I told you, the creator just followed me on Twitter because I was saying nice things about her. So, I'm really excited.
1: Hey, Yay. I'm so, excited. I want to see, after you told me about it, I was like, I need to watch this.
0: You do. Um, I mean, I'm sure it'll be on streaming soon. I'll, I'll keep an eye out to you because I want to watch it again and I'll let you know when it comes
2: out. So, yeah, so yeah, I know. do want to say, Jimmy Kimmel might have had the best line I've heard in a while is, so the Oscar nominees came out for Best Picture. Yeah. Mm. And not among them, he's like, Spider-Man No Way Home is not on the Best Picture nominees. He's like, this is what happened. Your old Academy member looked at the list and went, oh, Jane Campion? Yeah, we'll pick that one without watching it, then take their kids to go see Spider-Man. And then (laughs) love the hell out of it. He's like, that's what happens. Yeah. And I haven't seen Spider-Man, but for a movie that seems to be loved, incredible, he's like, it's got Oscar nominees in it. It's got all the Spider-Mans. It has all the things, and yet, why isn't it? Because Because it's a it's
0: a Marvel movie. Yeah.
1: It it is interesting to me how popular is now like the opposite of good when it comes to award season. Oh, it's, it's always been
3: that way a little bit though. To a Not point,
1: really sure. though. I mean, when you really look at that, like some of the Oscar noms that you that like people have won sure. for, mm-hmm. crash a, fuck that movie. <laughs> that is a whole other thing. But Looking back, like Marissa Tomei won for my cousin Vinny. Like these aren't all people that were in these like broke back mountain kind of movies. And not to say that broke back wasn't good or not to say that some of these movies that were, I don't, I didn't see what was nominated because I don't give a shit, but not to say that some of these weren't good, but things like the last duel were purely made as Oscar bait. That had oh, yeah. nothing, it was a piece, of, and honestly, it was a stupid film, uh, besides the point. But like, <clears throat> it, is, it. it is now turned into that if you don't do, if you don't play a gay character and you're straight, If you don't play someone who has to overcome something completely insane or it's unbelievably dramatic to the point that no one really watches it, unless you're a critic or you have a thing that you want to see every Oscar nominated movie to which you see it afterwards. Very rarely do you see anything that's like people have actually seen for real. Yeah. It's like it's one it's once in a blue moon at this point. And it just seems like, I don't know, It's it, that's why I don't watch any of this shit anymore. Well, that's just-
3: part of the problem. A few years ago, they were having this thing about the Oscars not... Being relevant because they were honoring films that no one fucking saw, yeah. and they tried for a couple of years to try to go a little bit more mainstream. The funny thing is, your whole complaint about what you have to be in in a movie. There is a, a TV show called um, Extras where yes. Ricky Gervais yeah. plays. Yeah, so the episode with Kate Winslet, she talks about how she's only doing this episode or this movie because she is in. Uh, she is in a, uh, uh, a, a. It's a Nazi World War II movie, and uh, she's like, "If you can find a Nazi World War II lesbian movie where someone has a disability, Oscar gold right there." Like she just mm-hmm. like they, they sort of just lay it out there like this is just what you do well, you know.
1: But also okay, explain to me, and I'm sure West Side Story was great, but no one saw it, and it didn't need to be remade, and it was nominated for best picture. Why it's Spielberg? It's Spielberg, yeah, probably See, yeah, that's, Spielberg. But that's the issue that I have. That's why I don't watch any of these these like these award ceremonies anymore because it's absolute BS. You never see people actually nominated or or I shouldn't say people because there are a certain number of people, but every single person nominated, these are all dramatic roles. There isn't one thing on here that isn't a well done comedic role and they happen. They, they do exist. Yeah. So it just seems so annoying to watch this shit where they're like, well, it has to be this. And it's like, no, it doesn't. I, Gr- Gone with the Wind had so many Oscars and I know this was years ago and it was a dramatic film, but it was also the most popular film ever. Yeah. So, like, it just, I don't know when we when it turned into this, you know. Well,
0: and you bring up a good point because the only movies that you know recently that have well in the last let's say 20 some odd years that have won that were popular movies. So I think Gladiator was pretty popular. I know mm-hmm. Shakespeare, uh, Titanic was really popular, of course, mm-hmm. right? Gladiator
2: even came out in May, so yeah. the fact, you had a May released movie win Best Picture,
0: is- yeah, yeah. Chicago, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. I don't know
1: why I knew
2: that,
0: and <laughs> that's that's about it. I mean, you know, they don't really, yeah, but
1: then when you it's like as soon as you hit 2004 million dollar mm-hmm. baby crash, oh god, the <laughs> Parted, which, by the way, I did not think was as good as ever Oh, the part is away.
0: amazing. You hold your tongue, I love lady.
1: I can't. You know why? First off, fuck for you Second, I think I I didn't watch it when it first first came out. I ended up watching it after everyone hyped the fuck out of it, and then I watched it and I went, yeah, it was okay. Uh, no Country for Old Men, Slum Dog Millionaire, Piece Kurt Locker.
0: Never Kurt it. Locker was good, yeah.
1: Uh, King's Speech, which the only reason I saw it was because it was uh, Colin Firth, the artist. I've never heard of it. Oh, I liked that. Was, that was really That's good. A
0: fantastic movie. That's a great movie.
1: Argo, Ben Affleck and was Newfuck really himself. good.
0: That was a really good movie, though. I'm sure it was great.
1: It. I can't stand him. Twelve Years a Slave.
0: That was White Guilt.
1: Bird. Birdman,
0: fantastic. Not bad. I that like was him. a
1: It was good, but again, I think I just love it because it's Michael Keaton, and that's my Batman. Uh, and he's dude. What about and Ed and
2: underwear. underwear? I want Ed Norton and Tidy Whiteys all the time. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> Spotlight.
2: That was good. I like that one.
1: Yeah, except I actually but that think was a the Big m- Short was better.
0: And Spotlight was a message movie. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Moonlight, although they did say that La La Land won, and then that was like, hilarious was too. Shape of Water, Excellent. Uh,
0: I like Green Book, fuck oh, like that movie,
1: and Parasite. Now I haven't seen Parasite. I like it's Parasite. Amazing, amazing. It's really yes. good. Yeah. But even when you look at the vast majority of movies that are nominated, there's, like, maybe one that isn't some, like, war, downtrodden, message, racism, in case of The Shape of Water, fucking weird. Um,
0: it's, it's the, the uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon, gets some.
1: Yeah, yeah I actually hell. didn't hate that movie, but it was strange. Um, and then yes. last year, Nomadland won. Fuck that movie. I didn't. I, From the director of The Eternals. I, Fuck that movie Which too. you know what? I, I couldn't get through that one either. So maybe <laughs> that's the <laughs> problem. But like, it, it just, that's my issue. Is that you look at all of those things. And then even going back to like, um, I don't know. Like even Best Actor. I'm looking at stuff where it's like, I don't know. Well,
0: I, so
3: here's I, the thing.
1: Oh, Andrew I Garfield
0: was really, really good in Tick, Tick, yeah. Boom. He's my, he's my pick oh, yeah. for best picture. Now, and don't then- get me
1: wrong; I loved it. I cried. I thought it was the first time I've seen a stage-to-movie musical mm-hmm. where they actually did a good job. There are only two things that made me upset. One was um, the guy that plays Michael, Robin. Oh, Robin He has fucking fantastic voice, and I've loved him for years. Yes, he was in the movie Camp. Yes, And um, (laughs) he is supposed to have this fucking amazing song called Real Life where it's like it builds up and and all he's saying was two minutes of just singing Real Life over and over again. And that really pissed me off. Um, and then they cut out a couple of the other songs that had to do with him and the girlfriend, which I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, but I wanted more of of Robin because mm-hmm. I love his voice and I love him so much that when I realized he wasn't singing most of it that were technically the parts that Michael sings, I was like, okay, I mean, I get it, but like...
0: Yeah, because see, yeah, I, okay, I saw you know, that on I, stage. I wanted to yeah. see him sing. I saw that on stage up at the Egyptian in uh, Park City and like, it's just a three-person show and he has a much, much much bigger role it was kind of like why of many reasons why i don't like the rent movies because angel's role is so so just like cast to the side because you've got someone who is you know trans or this and that and like uh or drag queen depending on your interpretation of that role um i don't know now let's so really fast what i will say is uh so in the power of the dog for best actor you do see benedict's cumberbatch so that was kind of fun you do yeah uh, is and then in
2: stunt? huh, was it a
0: stunt? No, it was it was full body. So, and then same Dang. thing, same thing in uh, it wasn't nominated, but for uh, Nightmare Alley, did you also did his
2: cover also have a face of a horse.
0: Uh, no, it did not. Uh, but then in <laughs> in,
2: in, Night,
0: in Nightmare Alley, you also see Bradley's Cooper. So that
3: was kind oh, of
2: okay, it,
3: it was oh the God. year of penis. Uh, well, and then Pam and Tommy Lee, there's an animatronic one that he has a conversation with. Oh, that's interesting.
2: hey, I'm all for equity here. Does the I does, haven't seen it yet.
3: I've watched but the no, first I'm episode. I'm um, about halfway through the second episode, and I felt like I shouldn't be watching this at work. Um, so I, oh. I turned it off. You turned it off.
2: But I mean, don't get yeah. me wrong. I'd um, I'm all for equal representation of nudity. So yeah, that's yeah. Cool. So, so okay. really fast, and then we'll go. Is, in.
1: I'm looking at everything that was nominated, like all the best actress nominations. And I'll be honest. Um, I watched Spencer. I thought it was boring. And I watched Being the Ricardos, and I didn't hate. Nicole Kidman in it. Um, I just think whoever did her makeup did a shitty job. Um, But she sounded like Lucy. I don't I'm know. just generally I, annoyed I, by Sorkin. What? Yeah, moments
2: of, I'm generally annoyed by Aaron Sorkin.
1: Oh, yeah. He's terrible. He's actually a horrible human being. <laughs>
2: Yes, she is. <laughs> by all means. Occasionally, there's some really good stuff coming out of him, but I'm generally annoyed by Sorkin. So
1: He writes well that you stay in, intrigued, but he's actually just a misogynist and coked racist. Out, recovering coked
2: out misogynist.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, so, and when he was doing West Wing, he was just coked out. There was no right, recovering. He was not recovering at that point. <laughs> he there was, was not a recovering. Weight. Weight. That's why so, they talked so fast. Because a, that's how fast he had them go. <laughs> he didn't realize
0: that the 80s had already ended. So, <clears throat> um, so. Yeah, it was well, really fast, though. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yes.
1: Oh, no, I was just saying, and he, he ruined um, To Kill a Mockingbird, so he can go fuck off. Challenging. But so podcast brian wait, wait, wait yeah, no brian, i have we one want thing oh my god no
3: we're moving on no you're all done we're moving on i'm fucking done i was it. gonna give a rundown of the movies i think should win because i see no, them all i don't care um <laughs> <Okay>. so,
1: <laughs> you can
3: tell us later we're moving on i gotta go to work uh so hey and welcome to another episode of the funny books on firewater podcast adam i'm sorry i love you but we really need to get moving uh this <laughs> week it is. yes uh <laughs> Uh, this week we are continuing on with our month of uh, source and sorcery, our, our sword and sorcery. Sorry, uh, Lena's favorite topic of all time. Um, she loved this book so much she is actually going to uh, tell us the entire plot from top to bottom. Uh, oh, yeah. Back under a computer. She uh, she walked and away from us. Why? But first yeah,
2: off, I could hear you. I know
1: I have
3: you can. My in. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> but you weren't near your microphone, so I can make you do shit or claim that you're going to do shit you weren't going to do. You know
1: what my overview of the book will be? Get ready. Get your drinks ready i don't know what yes. the fuck was <laughs> going
2: on <laughs> got
1: it actually take that back i yeah. do know what was going on i just didn't give a shit and i think that's the problem okay finish what your intro. have against rabbits
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's the owl really um oh fuck okay. the owl yeah. by the uh, way
1: yeah. i did love the fact that but, okay we'll get into it but when you hey, he called him go, a Ryan. neighborhood owl or whatever he yeah was like what <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, we're reading a book called uh, Autumn Lands by uh, uh, Kurt Busick and uh, Benjamin Dewey. Um basically a land, planet, and I don't know, place uh filled with uh animal bo- animal and Todd say it for me.
2: anthropomorphized.
3: Thank you. Anthropomorphized. I was like, there's something in there and I knew you would know what I was trying to say. Uh anthropomorphized animals uh need a hero to come fight uh the bison. And of course, that has to be the only creature that could possibly fight off a bison, a human, a naked human man, Yay. really.
2: Well, well, it's just terminator rules. <laughs>
3: okay yeah i mean mean, in in a sense yes (laughs) there is some logic in there that is flawed though if you get into it i'm sure lana has thought about this and pointed this out if the guy is from the future and comes back how does he know how to wield a sword so well
2: um no no it's not about the future it's just the mechanism of transport doesn't allow for things beyond the flesh
0: I'm not
3: worried about the nudity. I'm saying, why does
0: he have that skill set? He's like a mercenary, so I'm sure he's like trained in all kinds of weapons.
1: So here's the issue. Okay, so let's get Adam. What's your drink for this week? Because I want to get (laughs) into talking about
0: this. You're taking Brian's lines. Okay, Okay. so uh, my, my drink for the week. My drink for the week. Uh, drink for the week is called the uh, Spark of Magic. You're going to take one and a half ounce of absinthe, a splash of 151, a pinch of cinnamon, and some ginger beer. You're going to add the absinthe to a glass. You're going to float the 151 on top of it. You're going to ignite the 151 carefully, of course. You're going to take the cinnamon, and you're going to, like, poof it into the fire, and it's going to go ah. spark, poof, like in, like like flu powder does in, in Harry Potter. And then you extinguish the uh, the fire with the ginger beer, and you top with ice. Okie doke. Uh,
2: right.
0: Todd what is your drinking game rule for this week
2: the owl's an asshole okay (laughs) every time the owl speaks you're like wow that guy's an asshole
0: Cool. Uh Adam? Uh mine's called a higher power every time they reference the gods. Okay. Uh Lena. Is that the target
1: dog? <laughs> 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 every time you see the little I don't know boxer terrier, terrier a
3: terrier for sure. Bull mm-hmm. terrier, I Bull think terrier, is what they're
1: yeah. called. Um t- and you go, is that the target dog?
3: Take no, t- it was Spuds mckenzie Yes too deep of a cut for lana um and uh mine is uh do i really have to read that uh every time there is the uh opening (laughs) of a uh of a chapter that has some weird random uh novel that has nothing to do
1: by the way i didn't read that
3: (laughs) it might be world building building. the problem was is i was trying to put it into context the first couple that i read and like this doesn't make any fucking sense and i was like oh this is a non-sequitur from the conversation they were having before we go into the sequence it's
0: world i'm not complaining about that I'm just saying those I things show. It. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I did for the I, I first couple books, and then I then I just didn't care. It was like when the doing I, swamp thing and the little like green dudes were talking. I was like, I don't, I don't care. So, <laughs> okay, Lana, what are your thanks
1: Okay. I did not need full frontal in this I don't know why it's necessary <laughs> I don't know why it needed to be Done You're um, No woman gives a shit And this was not marketed to Women so what I want to know is What man is like I want to see A flaccid penis on a man that comes <laughs> In because what the fuck uh, Okay so that's totally Side tangent
0: hey don't king shame
1: uh, There it, you go it's not Thanks buddy <laughs> <laughs> You know, I just didn't need the, well, first off, the problem is, is that as soon as you see it the first time, then you're looking for it in every other point until he has clothes on and they draw it. If you pay attention, his. He is flapping all over the place while he's killing all of these... these
0: he's a mercenary. He's at the helicopter. That's how he flies over them and, like, kills them... <laughs> yeah. They
1: were following so, dong physics. <laughs> so, that was the first thing. The second thing is, you could tell pretty quickly that, shit, like, that something bad was gonna happen from the very beginning. Like, mm-hmm. the fact that he was, like, I, you know, the, the young... Target dog with the older target dog, and they're like going down and talking to these uh, buffaloes. Is bison. that what they were? Bison. bison. Yes. Yeah. They're going out of the mandate of God,
2: but we need. To make sure yeah, to I don't
1: fight. need to see it again. I don't need to see it again. But look at that scrotum. <laughs> oh, God, no, I don't. We're good. Um, people, be happy you don't see video of this. Otherwise, you'd be. It's I mean, just that's so a not big safe. Scrotum. <laughs> God. Well, he's also not okay. I'm not anyway. I, I'm I'm ignoring the conversation. So <laughs> keep going. Doing this. Continue. <laughs> as soon as you see seven scars, and I was like, you yeah. couldn't come up with anything. I was like, okay, it's fine. All
3: villains who are animals
2: have to have scar in their name. Apparently. We learned that from. Like, and I what are better than calling them big nose.
1: <laughs> Just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm loving this so much. I just, you could tell right away that something bad was going to happen to the target dogs and their cloud city and Mm -hmm. that they were going to get into it with the bison. You could tell immediately there was no, it wasn't like, Oh, there's foreshadowing. No, you knew like it was going to happen with the, with how shitty the older target dog was, which I don't remember what his name was. I know the little one was dusty, but the older one, I don't know.
2: King. His name was Hubris.
1: No, it wasn't. No, but, Okay.
3: <laughs> like, That's the problem it? with Todd. He'll say something with enough conviction you think he might be true. Uh, like may may not be lying to you. And you're like, wait a minute, yes, you are.
1: Um, so and then the and I'm sorry, but the warthog totally reminded me of Whoopi Goldberg's character in Star Trek. <laughs> not Kumba. <Hoomba? laughs> no. <laughs> Kinda of looked like what was her name? Gaida, Gaina, Gaina? Yeah, I think I'm telling you, go back and look. The warthog looks like Whoopi Goldberg because the with the hair up wrong. and the wrap and no, everything. No, no, I, I'm I, saying. I totally
2: get it. You're not wrong. Yeah.
1: So, um, I read her in Whoopi Goldberg's voice. Just throwing that, that out there. That um, and I didn't really understand. And maybe i all can explain it. How them using all their powers to bring back the champion would bring back all the magic, which is what caused them to get into. the whole issue with the bison because now they weren't off the ground and away from... Well, the thing is if
2: the uh, champion that no one remembers heralded in on the magic at the first place, we'll just bring the champion back again and get a recharge.
3: I think it's like the idea of like, okay, we need oil. We are going to use oil in our machine to dig for oil. And then when we hit oil, we will have more oil. So we're using oil to make oil.
1: Right. Oh, God help me. So yeah. Um, and then the like fox oh, no. or whatever she was was like a little conniving bitch, bitch. you know, mm-hmm. go figure. And uh, the owl thinking he knows everything, and then taking credit for shit at the end. Was it a fox it was... or a
2: coyote? I think it was a fox.
1: I thought it was All a right. fox.
2: She got referenced as a coyote or something. Oh, a scavenger traitor, but a scavenger kind of a deal. The um, fox yeah. can be both of those. Those, Babe, so. sure, know, whatever. Foxes are um,
1: also assholes. So I'm just. It just feels. I don't know. I this was this was an interesting book. Um, interesting, I'll take.
2: So the fact that it was anthropomorphized turned you off.
1: It's, I don't think that it's that the fact that they were human, human, Not human. animals okay. it was the fact it, that didn't bother me. And actually, I think it made it easier to watch them die, honestly, when they all fell to the ground when everything blew up. Because yeah, um the 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 panel with the dog with the steak coming through his mouth um mm-hmm. if they weren't human like I don't think I I think I would have been like um, who picked this and we're are in a fight um <laughs> <laughs> but because they are more human in everything and and they were kind of dicks uh i didn't feel as bad um however i did like yes. the fact that they were still fairly animal like um or at least dusty felt very dog like mm-hmm. um him and the the dude champion whatever that, uh, yeah. i forget how i don't know how you say his name
3: but dude I just called yeah. him Leonard. That's not what it was, but I, I called him Leonard. It's
2: like Leonard yeah. or something, but Leonard yeah. works.
1: Leo. Uh, that was definitely like a caveman and his new best friend, and yeah. like man's best friend kind of thing. That's how it kind of came off, which mm-hmm. I didn't hate, but that was the only part I didn't hate. Um, I didn't really, it's not that I didn't understand what was going on, I just didn't care and then being human like animals just didn't do anything for me it didn't change any- like you could have turned them into humans and i wouldn't have been i would have been like yeah okay like eh. um i did think it was interesting that the champion was a man and not another i mean when you saw the like the champion it looked like he had the head of a bee but i think it's cuz uh-huh. he was fighting bees <laughs> so i just was like i i'm going to go with that he was fighting bees and he didn't isn't just he wasn't like a man's body with like a bee on top of his neck but like it was just it <laughs> Maybe as we go through this month, I will I will start liking the books. But I, this genre is just not for me. I just <laughs> I I don't get into it enough to care about the story, and I think that's where I just you kind of lose me. And then seeing um, a man's dong, I it wasn't necessary. It just I didn't need it. It was okay. Like I was okay if that would be left out.
2: Okay. Like. So did you enjoy the movie Any Given Sunday? Never seen it. Really? Yeah. It's one of Oliver Stone's better flicks. Yeah, that's that not saying.
1: Much. With Al Pacino? Come
2: yeah. on, Al Pacino hamming it up, asking about Jambalaya to Jamie Foxx.
1: Yeah, I listen. I... <laughs> We know people in the NFL. I don't need to watch a fake version of the NFL. <laughs> I'm good on that. So also the
3: people we know in the NFL really don't like that film either.
1: Yeah. Oh, they don't?
3: They really don't. They, oh, they, they, th- they think it's highly inaccurate. And based on my experiences, it is as
1: well. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I, you know, I'm good. Um really beaming it up. It. Okay. So- <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, yeah. Thanks again for the glasses there.
3: You're welcome. welcome. I'm I'm afraid to ask. Todd, what are your thoughts?
2: (laughs) All right. So. (laughs) Um, I'm just I'm so so amused back and forth before we had started this uh, Elena going so I have thoughts and it's not for me and I summed it up basically as you got a little bit of 1984 sprinkled
1: with some Sun Tzu and some Isake going on and some Watership Down yeah by the way half of these things that you referenced I have no idea what you're talking about so I am even I need two of the
3: three. So I'm feeling pretty good about that.
1: <laughs> you brought up Animal Farm uh-huh. and, co- and a, there was a couple other things that you had mentioned uh, Sun Tzu, which like, is the
3: art of war, is what the yes. other one he mentioned. Battleship yeah. Down was the other one I know, which is Watership about Down. Watership Down, which yeah. is uh, which is about rabbits. And I remember it's uh-huh. depressing as fuck. And then there was a, right. an extra one in there that I don't I didn't know. Isike? Okay. Yeah, I don't know what that one so,
2: is. So Isike is a Japanese term, and I'm probably butchering the pronunciation. So that's my apology there. But it's an entire genre of fiction where you have a character that gets transported from one world into a fantastical second world. Mm. So you can have so it's often portrayed as, oh, I'm this, you know, teeny bopper in high school, and then something happens and I'm now in this magical realm and I've left my high school and
3: I'm I actually just read realm. a manga that was like that. That's called Nicola and the world of the demons. And it's about this little girl who's just going around in this like underworld of demons. And like, she's like happy and just going along. It's, it's sort of like a, a photo negative
2: version of, um, I hate fairyland. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, there's Escaflone, there's dozens of examples of this, but, and I also referenced John Carter of Mars, which is a, uh, not Augustine Burroughs, it'll come. Back. Uh, Edgar Burroughs. Edgar Rice Edgar Burroughs. Edgar Rice Burroughs. Rice Burroughs. Yeah. Thank you. Very different guy, but Edgar Rice Burroughs is, you've got this, uh, it's a Connecticut Yankee and King Arthur's court kind of situation going on, but he goes to Mars instead. And there was a very bad Disney movie named John That was Carter. a fantastic oh. movie. You bite your tongue, sir. Okay, Andrew Stanton owes you a drink.
3: you got to be fucking with this, right? That movie's
2: terrible. That movie's amazing.
1: (laughs) I've never seen it.
2: It's terrible. (laughs) Good reason. Good reason. But Andrew Stanton still owes Adam a drink. So, and the fact that I know who directed John Carter.
0: Are these the Disney bucks I'm supposed to be getting from Disney as a film critic? Yeah, I am hearing about them.
2: Disney bucks. Okay. So, So, you've got a little bit of this John Carter. So, you've got this, of this going on. And so... I say the advantage or the reasoning is like, why would you use the conceit of anthropomorphized animals in like 1984? And the reason is they can be representative of other things, but not be so hot button of being those actual things, right? You can Instead also do talk- broad
3: stereotypes of certain um, yes. like class of people. So like all the politicians are owls and they're all assholes and think they know everything and or exactly. whatever. And yeah.
2: then you have the wizards that go like, Oh, we're all, we're, we're fancy. Mm -hmm. And we're not part of this backwoods. And who's this person over here from the backwoods area? And so what I love about so one of my projects as I'm going through is I'll get right back to this though, is I am uh, doing meta tags on my collection. And one of my meta tags as I'm going through these books and tagging them is anthropomorphized. and I actually have like 30 of them. but it um, it allows us a stand-in to talk about other things. So you can become very stereotypical or you can be talking about say tougher subjects that could be more palatable to someone that instead of the actual subject itself, it's representative of it. To talk about it. So the advantage of anthropomorphize, like 1984 is the classic example of the different animals being the different things is you've got the I say stereotypes but you've got like the owl is an asshole and you have the terrier's dad is oh we have the mandate of heaven but these people still need to just we have to let them know their place. Got to be prepared, but know their place. And it's because of heaven we are where we are, the mandate of heaven. And they are where they are, the mandated heaven. Except when we're down on our luck and they're about to come on top of us, what does the mandate of heaven mean? It was a brilliant little thing going on here. So you've got this... Children-like, it's a mature comic, fantastical tale of saying we are of a society that has been groaning under the own weight and how we have been operating is failing and it will not last. And we are now grasping at straws to just kick the can. And we kicked the can and we fucked it up. And now it's coming home to roost. That's the overarching story. And then we're having someone come help us. Now it's a human helping out animals. Yeah, that could be a separate thing however we see it. But it's And that could have... I get that criticism and you're not wrong there. But what we are talking about is here's a society that's stale and stagnant trying to kick the can because they don't want to change it. And even when the situation has radically and violently changed... The people are refusing to see the reality of it and going, I just want a repeat of what I already knew. And it's someone else's fault, no matter what. Mm -hmm. So I rather enjoyed this. There's a second trait of it right now. I'm not sure if they're coming back to it or not, but... So, but you've got this going on, and the bison are the uh, threat, immediate threat going on, but not the existential threat, but the bison are the immediate threat, and how do you deal with it? And you've got this fox trader that's playing both sides that's just trying to enrich herself. She doesn't give a shit about either side of them. And so, you've got a bunch of selfish people being selfish, and then you've got young kids that have lost their parents and have lost their expected path of, oh, this is what I was going to be. This is what was being laid out for me, and now that's been thrown to hell. Now what? Now what? And what's happening now so that's really interesting and those that are trying to make it better or the, is we're throwing in prison those that are going hey let's do these things it's like oh you don't know what you're talking about I'm going to go against you but every time I go against you and things fuck up I'm going to blame you for them because it obviously isn't me don't you know who I am Right. And again, bitching about the
3: owl. I'm dying because like, you, you keep leaving it out. You're, like Just stop it there and be like, someone stop me. Someone say something. Someone fucking jump in here.
2: Please. And no one's biting. No, no one, one biting. I'm like, <laughs> I, I very much
0: go on. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: So this is the Autumn Lands. I mean, if you look at the name of the title of the Autumn Lands, we're in the fall. We are in the end of an era. So you've got a society and a a society and a land that is nearing end of life. Look
3: at you using your art minor.
2: I know. No, we're near the end of life and everything is going to shit. And they're like, How can we have a little bit more time? Oh fuck, that's not working. Let's send a call for help. Oh, they're not coming. Are they coming? I don't know if they're coming. We can ask if they're coming again, but we're going to use everything just to ask for help so do we do that some people think we should do that and then you have the guy over here is fuck man that's not your situation anymore let's deal with what our actual situation is okay the auto lines.
0: yeah mr adam what are your thoughts so last week we did monstrous and i, yeah. I described how i tried to read it multiple times and then finally got it <clears throat> and i remember very clearly saying that monstrous had a level of world building equal to saga and mm-hmm. wicked and divine and other books like that and this one does a really good job of world building. I will definitely give it that. It it takes this c- completely fantastical place we go to. It sets the rules. It explains things. It hey, magic is dying. We want to bring this person back so we can bring it. We can reignite the flame. It comes with like Dark Souls, like reignite the reignite the flame that is keeping us all alive and this and that. And it has a lot of good points. It, you know, the very opening is they go down and deal with the the bison and they treat them like shit because mm-hmm. that's. I remember the dad even says to Target Dog, he's like, you know, no, no, we have to do it this way because they have to know their place. So I'm, I, he's going to be Target Dog forever now. Anyway. Yeah, Lena's ruined is. it. It's no
2: longer Dusty,
1: it's Target Dog. <laughs> exactly. The little, do- little Target Dog, his name is Dustin. Or Dusty. Though so, you know, very Grant's dog. Up. Yes.
0: He's like P. Diddy. He's going to go as Dean in the next episode. <laughs> um, no, it was so it did a great job of that. It, you know, they bring this champion in and all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, shit, this, this person is not who we thought it was and look at all the chaos we caused and and the hurt and suffering like you know parents family passed away uh this whole city came crashing down and we have someone now who can maybe help us fight against the bison and the bats and the other evil things that are coming after us but then it goes back to the point it was like well they're coming after you because you guys are assholes like you treated them like shit but it also brings up the interesting concept does do the children pay for the sins of the fathers? You know, there's, I mean, you, you can think about that because you do have the kids, but then you also have the fathers who are like, well, no, we're still better than everyone else. And I think there is a lot of subtext you can pull out of it. And I think there is a lot of things that Todd brought up that we could really look at and think about and dive into. And then I go back and I think about what Lana said. I'm like, do I honestly give a shit? And the answer is no. Um, So I don't know how much this will say in it because I think we talked about this before we spent 20 minutes talking about the Oscars is do Uh, I think which yeah which we do uh, do I think this is something that just wasn't for me but was objectively well done absolutely I think there's a lot of good things in here I think the arts fantastic. I think the story is somewhat interesting. I don't understand why, when they first introduced the champion, he spoke in some weird language for like one page and then all of a sudden knew the language of the animals. They did a magic thing. Oh, okay. I missed that part because I wasn't paying attention. You yeah. like um, Star
2: Trek and the Universal Translator.
0: Okay. Gotcha. I just, I didn't care.
2: Uh, <laughs> no, so okay, it's not a loop. It's not a plot hole. They answered it.
0: <laughs> okay. I, again, I didn't see it because I didn't care. Yeah. Uh, no, do I think this is something that there are people? out there who will really enjoy absolutely was it for me no it wasn't for me Mm -hmm. so and i've talked about that before with with doing movies and stuff is that i can go see the twilight series and i don't like them i think they're badly done movies but i do understand i'm not the target audience and for this book i thought i would be the target audience because this is the shit i eat up but yeah it wasn't for me i didn't like it i didn't care but i do think that it was well done so just because i didn't like it doesn't mean that todd doesn't like it that we don't have listeners who will enjoy it as well I just understand this was not the right property for me.
3: Okay. Um, and I would say typically this wouldn't necessarily be in my wheelhouse. I actually kind of liked it. Um, I think for similar reasons to what Todd said, I think it, there is definitely a level of um, animal farm in there that I sort of appreciated and enjoyed. Um, it was a little by the numbers and sort of like the classic hero story, but I think it's because most of what was being told was more about the the politics and not as much about the action, which when it comes to comic books is not necessarily always what you're looking for. Uh, but uh, in general, I would say like I kind of liked it um, and I think it's well done. And Lena's grinning at me like I'm an asshole.
1: No, it's not. No, First that's from our private not text
0: that. messages. Uh, but
1: uh, but it's not that. But I appreciate that you like it and that you and Todd enjoyed it. Yeah. that's good. Yeah, um, and I'm sure. Good for you.
2: For you. For you.
1: Isn't I that just, special? <laughs> bless oh. your heart. So, um, I just. And I'm sure there are people that listen that would probably really like it. (laughs) I am just not one of those people.
2: All right, so here's a little thing. It's a side tangent, but it's back to Adam, to sometimes if you have a thing you're not liking, you focus on an aspect to make it more interesting. If you take the movie Twilight, which is objectively not great, but loved, is what I enjoy watching it is when I saw it the first time is I put myself in the shoes of the cinematographer, and the cinematographer went, oh my god, this is going to be on my CV. How do I salvage this? And you will never see back to Anderson's entire face and hair in its entirety in a single shot because his hair is 10 feet tall and (laughs) it's always in such a close-up or it's cropped in such a way you never see the whole thing so if you go if you're like oh no i'm stuck with this movie on my cv how do i have it there and still have a straight face twilight's kind of interesting to watch I yeah,
0: I'm, I'm so stuck on the fact that you said the first time you watched
3: that's it. That's so what that I was stuck on as well. As
2: well. <laughs> that was the problem I had was that you're like, this was
3: multiple times.
1: See, <laughs> me watching it multiple times makes sense. Um hey, Adam, no, watching I it never... multiple
3: times makes sense. Todd watching it multiple times means that at least once he was dragged into it, at least once he did it by choice. Wait, why would it be multiple
0: times for me watching
3: it? Because you're a film critic. There wouldn't be a logic of you maybe watching it and revisiting it or something to that effect. Well, my life.
0: ex-husband loved it, so I, I have seen it multiple times not okay. by choice
2: so uh, okay uh there you go there but it's it's amusing to watch of going oh my god this is all my cv how do i have it there with a straight face when someone talks to me about it yeah what can i point to gotcha. and that is how i have chosen to approach twilight but with this i generally enjoyed the autumn lands it's um so the other book we've done with kirk we've done a few of his now we did Marvels. yep which i found a little bit boring frankly
3: Marvels felt like, know, like it was one of those things where it was trying too hard to piece together too many different things and saying and then they were here and then they were like it was like the end of wizard of oz oh you were there and then you were there too and then you were there too like i don't know it it felt more like a science experiment
2: right. sure but he did superman's secret identity with Storm. which i liked Fineman, a lot yeah which was awesome yeah and so he took this concept of superman and says yeah i'm clark, Clint, clark kent but i'm not superman is he <laughs> and i thoroughly enjoyed it and this guy has a very rich history he's done um, astro city which is a Uh, I say a parallel but a superhero type world that ages Mm -hmm. and that thing has been going on for years and it's fascinating this guy's ability to world build and go on and let things evolve Mm -hmm. is um, probably I would say what's Kurt's biggest talent is letting things evolve and not it be static and he does that that, that's his uh, majestic writing power Mm -hmm. is letting the evolution and the change occur so this book is about the cusp of change and the aftermath of change and that's what's kind of awesome about it. That is what it's awesome about it. And that's what I dig out of it. The colors by Jordi Belair is great. Um, I can't decide if she's my favorite colorist or Clayton Cowles. Matt Wilson. Or Matt Wilson. Matt Wilson's great too. His Wicked yeah. and Divine stuff is great. I really liked him on Wonder Woman. Matt's done a lot of great stuff too. But Jordi Belair is incredible. And I, everything I read, I'm like, oh, Jordi did this. I'm like, of course it'll be good. And yeah. he typically is. And yes, Jordi had to color a scrotum. Yes. Multiple okay. times.
3: I got to go to work, so we're going to wrap this sucker up. Yeah. Okay, Todd, what's your grade? Hey, Lena.
1: B minus.
3: Uh, Adam. Uh, B
0: wasn't for me, but I do think there's a lot of good there.
1: Uh,
3: I'm going to go with B+. I liked it a fair amount. Um, Not the greatest thing I've ever read. I may or may not read the next one. I don't know, but uh, it was okay. Um, I kind of enjoyed it. So uh, next week, we are going to be reading uh, Brides of Helheim or Heilheim. Heilheim. Yeah.
2: Uh, I suggested this one, too. So here we go. Yes. This Uh, one's different. Yes. The
3: big thing about this one is is it's illustrated by um uh Joelle Jones, who did Lady Killer, um, and who did, you know, Batman Runs. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like probably one of my favorite working artists, to be honest with you. Um, she does really, really cool shit. Also, one of the few comic book artists who has their own line from Prada, which is kind of cool too. Yeah. Um, so uh, but uh yeah. So anyway, so we're doing that, and then we're gonna be doing once in future after that. And then Lena gets her retribution in the month of April, where it's all oh, about true crime. I'm excited baby. for April. I am too because i've read do, 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 two of these books.
2: True crime sounds great cuz i already had 3 of these four books.
3: I had 2 let's of speak. the four, so uh yeah.
2: Right right right. But let's not. I mean, i'm excited for these next two as well. Yeah, i know. So but, let's say here. I am i'm am all about yes, 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 yes. yes. Elena, i'm going to convert you yet.
3: I i'm going to uh i'm going to pull out that yes, 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 yes yes dance. <laughs> that will be seen on our TikTok at some point in time. Oh, please. Um, oh,
1: yes from 40 year old middle-aged
2: dude
3: that there you go Ooh, yeah. by
1: the way if you watched ted lasso looks like coach beard just yes <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> okay coach beard we're putting a fork in it uh so <laughs> thanks everybody for joining us and we will see you all later Bye. Bye.
0: you know i'm really sad Lenny, because i was showing off the bloody scrotum when you looked away so oh,
1: God. <laughs> i'm so glad i missed it